0: that night after falling through the tower and being saved by the pigeons i felt something inside me crumble a little seeing harris still so cold on the ground not waking i felt so guilty this was the consequence of my meddling things that i had no place in and yet all around me Lost souls explored their new ability to interact with the world in a way they believed they had lost. Francis had sounded the alarm and it thankfully didn't take too long for the seance ghosts to find us. The sound of the tower's floor crashing down had, of course, attracted the attention of a security guard, who had subsequently been very confused by his flashlight and phone refusing to turn on, his jacket vanishing, and enough other bizarre issues that by the time he made it out to the tower to see the damage, other ghosts had managed to carry Harris out of danger and help us both back to my car. I drove us all home, shaking enough to worry about swerving on the road, but somehow... We made it. Back home I put Harris to bed. I was told that warmth was all that was needed for Harris to wake up. So I filled up hot water bottles and covered the bed with blankets and wrapped any exposed skin in hats and scarves. I fell asleep soon after, the cosy room making me finally feel safe again. Harris woke the next day, sore and upset, but thankful to be home. Last night was a hazy memory, and when I filled in the blanks, it still didn't make much sense. Why had Harris been taken? We knew, and clearly the voice knew, that attacking the living wasn't going to give the pigeons what they wanted. The pigeons, now knowing the truth, were utterly confused. But what had been the master plan? Were we safe now? To take our minds off the puzzle, we went down to the meadow. It was a beautiful sunny afternoon, so we brought a flask of coffee and a blanket and a book and settled down in a quiet spot. Our pigeon came with us, hopping about and exploring. Aside from the occasional dog wanting to make friends, it was blessedly peaceful. We didn't move from our spot until the sun started going down. As we packed, I heard the now familiar sound of ghostly laughter. I looked for the source and saw a pack of the meadow ghosts playing with another ghost child in a red dress and hood. I felt a pang of something bitter-sweet watching them play. Perhaps my friend could find a new home here. Perhaps that would be good for the ghost children too, someone to guide them through an unsure future. We left them to it as the sky grew dark and a part of me wondered if that would be the end of it all. Francis had taken to double-locking the door at night, and was clearly on high alert. I appreciated the concern, but I was getting tired of having to knock on the bathroom door every time I wanted to use it. We settled into bed after going through what felt like a series of airlocks, and even then the curtains swirled as a telltale sign that Francis was nearby. Just as we were starting a new chapter of the mystery novel we were reading together, there came a tap at the window. Our pigeon, back in bird form, was hopping about on the window ledge. I wondered about why I thought a new permanent form had to be the answer. Perhaps the fluidity of the lost souls didn't have to be a burden but a gift. It was something only they could do. Grounded spirits had their form tied to strong identities. Perhaps there was a joy to be found in the same place that brought longing. The lost souls are freedom of choice under all the pain. Maybe that was as good a thing to discover as any. I went over to open the window. It didn't budge, of course, and the curtain swished angrily as I struggled with it. (sighs) I got it, though. Francis had suffered just as much as we had from the attack, and there had been no reconciliation for him. The flat was his territory. If he wasn't up for letting another ghost inside, I wasn't going to fight it. Some healing needed to happen. The problem came deep in the night when the rest of the ghost birds showed up. They settled all around the windows, rather sheepishly. Francis responded by knocking a pile of books over in the living room and pulling every curtain shut tight. It seemed like I had unwittingly adopted a flock of birds and had nowhere to put them. I got up and tried to calm down Francis. There was no way any other ghosts were going to come in here. Outside, wings fluttered, blocking out the night. I walked into the hall to try and avoid disturbing Harris and leaned against the front door. I couldn't ask Francis to compromise, but I had taken some responsibility for the pigeons and they were looking for support. I needed a neutral space for them that was close enough that they didn't feel abandoned and yet made sure Francis wasn't being stepped on. I felt the front door behind me and I thought about that boundary. So long as Francis was safe inside it, then maybe we could move forward. And so the pigeons settled into the close. They sat along the banister under each of the window ledges. They sat above the doors into each flat and fluttered in the open space between the staircase. My first pigeon, friend, my first pigeon friend, sat nestled on top of the security alarm next to my door, right at the top. Francis tested this new situation cautiously, opening the front door a crack, then slamming it shut. I'm pretty sure at least a few of my neighbours hate me now. I hoped they wouldn't be too disturbed by their new ghostly neighbours. The dog downstairs barked a lot that night, but then again, it always does. It wasn't a perfect solution, but it would do for now. As I fell asleep once again, with Francis finally seeming to feel safe, and the pigeons all roosted, I listened to the rustling of their feathers. And thought about how suddenly the things that we fear can change from strange and disturbing and awful to familiar and safe. Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. Narration is by Libby Thomas. Credits are read by Harris Jones. The theme music is by Kevin MacLeod and can be found at the Free Music Archive. Sound effects are from freesound.org. Follow us at Glasgow Ghost Stories on Twitter and Tumblr, and visit us at glasgowhoststories.wordpress.com for transcripts of every episode. It's getting quite crowded around our place now, with the pigeons roosting in the close... I'm actually growing kind of fond of them. As always, thanks for listening.